Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're joined by Canadian Major General David Fraser, retired, but he's a former NATO commander in Afghanistan, and uh, he is the president of um, Aegis um, 6 Corporation, and uh, he's the author of uh, Operation Medusa, the furious battle that saved Afghanistan from the Taliban. General Fraser, thank you very much for taking time, and I'm sorry I stumbled there, but, you know, when the computer quits on you, there's, you get lost. <laughs> well, listen, it's great to be with you today, unfortunately, under circumstances like what we're about to talk about. It is a difficult time and uh, quite a, uh, a wild start to 2020. What's your assessment of the U.S. military action which took the life of the Iranian general Qasem Soleimani? Well, you know, I was struck by what the president said was, the, you know, the reign of terror is over. Uh, by Soleimani, I, I don't agree with him. I think the rate of terror will carry on, as illustrated by the, the rocket attack in the green zone already. Because um, Soleimani has now uh, been raised to the level of a martyr and a national hero. Now, Soleimani, there's probably no one in the Western world who shed a tear that he is gone, but the second most powerful figure behind the Ayatollah Ali Khamenei has been killed by the West and really by the, by the United States, and Iran is uh, intent on revenge for the loss of their uh, loved one. So this, this is not over. This is just the beginning of a new chapter of terrorism and killing. There's a lot of speculation as to what that uh, revenge might consist of and who, in fact, may be involved assisting the Iranians if they don't do so directly and uh, where those, uh, you know, where the attacks may be targeted. Would you have some uh, thoughts on what that might be? Well, I think we have to also put into context and recognize that Soleimani was the architect of Tehran's proxy conflicts in the Middle East, including Yemen, Syria, Iraq, and as a result, he has killed thousands of Americans and other international people and innocent people. Uh, he was in Baghdad at the moment that he was killed, uh, working with the Iraqi Popular Mobilization Forces in Baghdad, which is, you know, to the Americans who must have been right up their nose that he was there. Uh, we put this into context of uh, the 27th of December attack where they killed one contractor, the 31st of December where the protesters were there, very reminiscent of the 80s when the American embassy was taken over. I'm sure the Americans were just absolutely abhorrent about uh, what this guy has done. And uh, Trump playing to, I suspect, his base and being wanting to be decisive and mean different from his predecessors, decided to kill this guy. And, you know, that was kind of the situation and the decision. The question now is, what is... Uh, Iran going to do, and they will do something, and it will be violent. So, you know, what are the options? They have a huge terrorist network now in the region and around the world as the regional powers they have become since the downfall of the Russians and the Syrians, and we should expect probably a broad range of attacks in the forthcoming period. And we're talking about violent attacks, not necessarily just cyber attacks, but actual physical violence that is going to be reported on, and the and the and the vid the visuals may very well be available to everyone globally. 
Well, I, I think this is where the Ayatollah Khomeini is already giving us a visual where he visited uh, Suleiman's uh, widow in the last couple of days. He will want to do something visually that is going to strike at the heart of the United States. Uh, he won't want to do it from a cyber point of view because there, there's no effect. He wants to do something that's going to be big, that's going to show his people that this martyr will be revenged. So we should expect something that against a U.S. target. Now, the Americans are saying that uh, the drone strike was a defensive measure to stop a planned major attack by Iranian military or their proxies. Do you have any idea what that might be? Well, again, if we go back and look at what's happened in December alone and going back before that, the attacks in the Strait of Hormuz, uh, the Iranians were certainly using the, the militias in uh, Iraq to their, to their betterment of uh, prosecuting conflict against the United States and, by extension, the, the Western forces. So there certainly were a lot more attacks probably planned. Soleimani was certainly the, probably the, the commander behind a lot of these plans and whatnot, so the Americans would know that. So that is one thing. But the decision to kill him, um, whereas Trump's predecessors, Bush and Obama, did not, uh, their question, and as I think all of our questions, as including coming out of the U.N. and, and, and Western Europe now, is, is what is Tehran going to do about this? And they're not going to do nothing. They're going to do something. And that something is going to be violent, and it's probably just instilled them to do even more than what they've been doing in the past. General Fraser, did Soleimani come into play at all when you were commanding NATO forces in Afghanistan? The short answer is no. I mean, interestingly enough, we dealt with uh, Iranian uh, diplomatic officials when we were in command in the Southern Coalition in Afghanistan. Um, the only thing we dealt with them was on the war against drugs, and to a certain degree, the drug problem in southern Afghanistan was affecting the Iranians as much as it was affecting everyone else, but we didn't deal with them on the military side. It was just simply on the drugs and the impact it had on, even on their own society. But they were around, and, and this is the thing. They are everywhere in the Middle East, and we, we've certainly got to recognize that uh, they are a regional power, and they are playing to the extremes of Middle East uh, society uh, to their own uh, to their own objectives, which are not in line with Western objectives. Does this have the potential to spin out of control? Here's a part, a two-part question. Does it have the potential to spin out of control? And did the American action, taking out Soleimani, in any way, uh, will it act or could it act as a deterrent to Iran Looking at Donald Trump now saying, all right, so he did this. If we do X, he'll do Y. I, I, I think there, there is a degree of lack of controllability of this situation. A lot of what Iran has done, they are working with local militias throughout the region which do not report back to Iran. That in itself is worrisome, I would think, from a U.S. point of view of con how do you contain the genie in the bottle without breaking the bottle? Mm -hmm. And I think this is in one part why previous presidents have not decided to go after uh, Suleimani uh, because of the potential of controlling the conflict. The second thing is now that you've actually killed essentially the number two guy inside of Iran, 
you have now solicited a national response back from Iran against the United States. This no longer is a going after proxies. The uh, United States has actually killed one of the leaders of the Iranian regime. And that is a significant escalation of this conflict in a way that, you know, can it be controllable? Um, I think for the short term, it's going to get a lot worse. And in the mid to long term, depending on what the response is by the Americans principally, uh, we'll actually answer that question. I'll ask you one more question. What military contingencies do you think are in play or are in place as far as the United States are concerned? And can the Americans count on their NATO allies to stand with them in the face of any Iranian action, given the fact that European countries did not participate or did not join the United States in, in their, uh, in their uh, uh, setting aside the nuclear agreement with Iran? Well, I'll start with the, the, the easier of the two questions and the impact on the allies, including Canada. Canada, we're, we're a small player. We have about 200 people in the region, uh, uniformed people. We've got a Canadian leader that's in Iraq doing training. Their security threat just went up significantly. Other allies now are going to be probably collateral uh, targets because Iran now is completely focused on the U.S. So the Allies had no decision in this. This was a unilateral decision by the U.S., but they will become collateral you know, damage if this thing gets ugly. The U.S. has probably already considered what the implications of taking Soleimani out, and they are probably getting ready for the response, which it will happen from Tehran. And um, this will probably include even further strikes should that Tehran take, uh, go after American targets. But, but the American posture is going to become a lot more defensive in nature uh, to protect themselves against what is coming in because Tehran is not going to sit back and do nothing. They're going to do something. Well, I appreciate your time, uh, General Fraser. Thank you very much. Former NATO commander in Afghanistan, principal at AG6.com, and the book is Operation Medusa, The Furious Battle That Saved Afghanistan from the Taliban. Thank you, General Fraser. Boy, thank you very much. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.